Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk. An honest, uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle. With your host, plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, actress, syndicated radio host, and social media influencer Jasmine Sadri. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Nip Talk. Thank you so much for everyone that's tuning in live and watching on recording. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Herman, and with me is the amazing Jasmine Sadri. The amazing. Amazing. That's yes. a lot of pressure, Doc. You're going to have to live up to that now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the box, we have our producers, our executive producer, Kelly, and we have our studio producer, Travis. They'll be joining us. So since this is our very first episode, I thought it would probably be a good idea if we just told a little bit about ourselves. Well, so, yeah, let's get people I mean, to know yeah, who we are. Who are these two people? <laughs> so my name is Dr. Bruce Herman. I'm a plastic surgeon, born and raised in the Dallas Metroplex. Did my college at Baylor Med School at Texas Tech. Went on and did a full general and trauma surgery program at the University of Louisville. Then went on and did a plastic surgery fellowship at the University of Tennessee. From there, most people would stop, but I was like a glutton for punishment wanted some more training, so I did a fellowship in cosmetic breast and body surgery with the world-famous surgeon, Dr. Dennis Hammond. Uh, at that point, and you know what? what? That, that means that I have more surgical training than a brain surgeon. That's a lot. Isn't that crazy? I don't have wow. that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, after that, I actually came back to my hometown and started a private practice of plastic surgery, which I've been doing now for 12 years. Along the way, I started getting into social media a little bit, kind of became a necessity with plastic surgery, and over the years, built up a little bit of following and found out I really liked doing live streams, just really enjoyed it, hence the idea for the show was born. Here we are. And I was introduced to Jasmine, and from there... Oh, your life went totally downhill, which is what <laughs> happens to most people. Okay, so I'm Jasmine Sadri, uh, born and raised in Dallas, really obnoxious, proud Texan. Um, yes. Broadcasting forever, um, radio and TV. Um, so how I met Dr. Herman, this is crazy. So let's defer to the booth. Um, Kelly, our executive producer, she and I met doing radio like a jillion years ago, and people branded us the Psycho Sisters, which mm, y'all will y'all will learn about uh, <laughs> y'all will learn about uh, during the course of this show. Anyway, so then she had gotten a tons of work done from you know you, Dr. Herman. Tons, tons, tons. <laughs> That's tons. such a big word, tons. By the way, I said gotten. Uh, you had a lot of work done from Dr. Herman, and so she's like, "You've got to meet Dr. Herman. He's amazing, and Aww. she knows how pretentious." And I paid her a lot to say that. She, you actually did. <laughs> Uh, how pretentious and vain I am with my looks, and I don't just trust them to anybody. And I'm like, okay, fine. So Dr. Herman did my Botox. Um, he did, did the intense it? light. Yeah, the yeah. intense light. Yeah. Yes, not the halo. That's the next thing we're doing. Yeah, broadband. Um, which is way too much information. Y'all don't care. Um, so anyway, met Dr. Herman. Was like, OMG, I'm in love. And then he was like, Hey, I've got a social following. I'm like, Hey, I like talk for a living. You can't get me to shut up. Let's have our worlds collide. And so here we are. Here we are. And so in a nutshell. Here we are. I am yeah. not a doctor. I went to UNT. Was born in Denton. Fun fact. Nice. Um, another fun fact. I babysat Selena Gomez for 10 minutes. 
What? Totally did. Oh my gosh, how did that come about? Okay, so I'll tell you, because you asked. <laughs> so, this it. is crazy. Okay, so when I was in college, my minor was theater, and I was doing, um, obviously, theater. And so, Selena Gomez's mom, Mandy, and I were in a production together. Selena Gomez was like a baby. She was like doing Barney at that time, I think. <laughs> and so, she had brought Selena, like, into the green room and was like, hey, do you mind watching her for like a couple of minutes? I've got to go down to like XYZ so building. Did you know coach. at the time that she was going to No, go I did not. I had no idea. She wasn't like a prodigy baby. No, like and she was tiny. And so I was like, oh yeah, fine, I'll watch her. Yeah. And I was what, 21 at the time. And so yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll watch her. And then like, long story short, it was like, you know, everything blows up for her years down the road. And I was like, shut up. I believe Selena Gomez for wow. 10 Like I saved pop music. You're welcome. <laughs> Because if something would have happened to her, then yeah, we would have right. never had. So it was yeah. my, like I saved everything. Yeah. So that's my, that's my claim to. Well, I know it must have been pretty hectic for you the last few weeks. Things have been pretty crazy with, of course, you know, my surgery schedule and then getting the show started. And then also, you're going to think I'm crazy. So it's a little Already crazy do. at home right now okay. because we have not one, but two puppies that we're raising. Yes, Dobermans. Oh my gosh. I saw this. We love. Oh okay, my so gosh. my boyfriend Joey and I love Dobies. They're yeah. so great. So what are the names? Uh, so that's uh, Hilo is the is the larger and uh, Kona because uh, we we like Hawaii. So Hilo Kona. Yeah, so it's kind of cute. cute. So funny story though. That, you know, sometimes being a surgeon gets me in trouble, and I have this like really crazy story about when I got Hilo's ears cropped. Right. So. Okay. I, I took him to the vet, and so, you know, the vet's telling me, well, you got to bring him back in five days so we can undo the dressings. Well, the vet's like an hour for me. I'm like, you know, I'm kind of a surgeon. Oh, I know where this is going to go. I was like, maybe I could just do it at home myself. And she's like, well, that's fine, but just be aware that, you know, the ears might bleed a little bit. Hold on, but was your wife like, no, don't do this? Oh, I, no. She, she knew I was going to do something like that. So, totally. So, oh, bless. so the, the lady's like, okay, you know, it might bleed a little bit. So, you know, being a surgeon, like when it came to take the dressing off, like I was prepared. I had all my little instruments. Like, I'm not using, like, you know, kitchen utensils. I'm using, like, surgical instruments to take Hand me the butter knife, babe. And so, uh, <laughs> So I take down the dressings and also I brought some Dermabond, which is skin glue, because uh -huh. they said it might bleed. Sure. So I'm doing this in the kitchen. It's like my lunch break. I'm like home from the office and, you know, being really careful. Hold on. You're doing surgery on your lunch break at home. Well, it's like, you know, taking a dressing. It's not quite That's surgery. Dedication. Yeah. Anyway, so, so I get the dressing <laughs> off perfectly. Everything's perfect. There's no blood. I'm like, you know, high-fiving no one because I'm home by myself. I set the dog down. The dog then begins to shake and his ears are going like this. I'm like, oh no, no, no. yeah. <gasps> Suddenly little drops of blood start happening. I'm like, oh no, and then big drops of blood. I'm like, crap. So I'm like, grab paper towels, grab the dog. The dog thinks I'm playing with him. The dog starts to run around <laughs> the course. kitchen. Hey, I scoop the dog up. He's like bleeding pretty good at this time. And I'm <laughs> like, where's the Dermabond? Well, I'd left it in my truck. So I'm like, crap. So I run out the door with the dog. He's squirming. I look at my truck. There's no way I can like open the door, open my backpack, get the Dermabond out and do this with a dog. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put you down for one second. Stay, grab it, turn around. Dog's gone. That doesn't happen. It does happen. Oh. Dog is literally running around my yard, ears flapping like this, blood spraying Everywhere. like a sprinkler. So you basically a crime scene's ensuing so in front of your house. So it gets worse. Like seriously. It gets worse, folks. So I tackle the dog in my in my backyard by the pool and I like hold him down and I'm like holding the paper towels and I'm like getting the Dermabond on and finally I get to stop and like I wait a minute and I set him down and he shakes his head and starts bleeding one more time. And now I'm out of Dermabond, right? So I'm like, what am I gonna do? So I think, okay, in my bathroom, I have one more thing of Dermabond. Scoop the dog out. I'm like literally covered in blood at this point. Take him into our bathroom and I open the Dermabond and nothing comes out. 
So I have a big pair of trauma shears. I cut in it to try and get it out, and it all just goes right on my dog. And that's like super glue. So I've then super glued the back of my dog. It's just crazy, right? Finally, I did that's get the bleeding insane. stop. And finally, I, there was just enough Dermabot on there to get it stopped. And so the funny part was, you know, I, I like to, you know, have fun with my wife. So I sent her this picture uh, that I think they threw up. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I finally got the dressing off the dog. No problems. And she's like, what? Did he die? Is that your blood? That Is looks that like exhibit A in a court case. <laughs> know, That's right? terrible. Okay, hold on. So because you're a surgeon, do you just keep trauma stuff around all the yeah, time? Yeah, definitely. I don't know why. I guess for in case my dog starts bleeding now. I, now I know why I have it. I, it's been there for years, and I didn't know why I had it. But like your house is the house to be at. Yeah, right. Anytime like, anything an happens. Accident, yeah, because I can like fix you up. As long as you don't like run around bleeding, then, then I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty. I, Everyone I enjoyed, needs a doctor. So of course I had to go and tell the vet that story, and they thought it was so funny because like the dog ended up having like bald patches on him because of, you know having to peel the super glue off of him. And he's fine. He's. Oh my god. Yeah, you don't have to call like the SPCA or anything. I hope not. Or like PETA. <laughs> so, but PETA, it's been pretty don't crazy. Watch this. But so. Uh, <laughs> I like to kind of roll into like our first segment. So every show I would like to talk about something plastic surgery related because, well, that's something I know about. A little bit. So there is uh, a couple of, th of shows that you probably would never want to be on. Like maybe you probably want to be on The Biggest Loser, you know. Cops. <laughs> cops. That's probably don't want to yeah, be on cops. Probably don't want to be probably on cops. Be on cop. But I think one show that people probably wouldn't want to be on is Botched. Right? Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Real talk. That show gives me major anxiety. Oh man. It's I hard can't. For me to watch it's it. that and Pimple Popper. I can't. Oh, Pimple Popper. I can't. I watch. live Pimple Popper. I can't. Yeah. Oh, I know. I've seen your feed. Your oh, Instagram feed. I can't. Some of it's pretty. Like crazy. half the time, like I've yeah. got to take some sort of anti-nausea medication to watch your stuff. I know. I'm I mean, sorry. it's real, but it's. I'm just. I have to throw up the warnings, right? Yeah. I just can't. Anyway. Okay. So you were saying botch. Right. Yeah. So botch. So which is funny because like when I started kind of looking into the botch, there's really not like a clear-cut definition of what that is. And I found it kind of odd because I was going to some plastic surgery websites and they were saying things like, well, botched is if you have any issue whatsoever, which is kind of crazy because, you know, complications do happen from time to time. Yeah, and allergic I, reactions and yeah, stuff. Yeah, sure. And like, I've uh, had that with, you know, I, okay, so real talk. When I've had, because you've done my fillers and Botox mm -hmm. and stuff, but prior to meeting you, believe it or not, I had stuff done. And What? <laughs> and, what? And I've had allergic reactions either to different, um, you know, procedures I hadn't tried before, mm. or yeah. here's a pro tip I didn't know about. Um, I love red wine. And so, I, yeah, so like a total dummy, I drank a bunch of red wine before I had to go in for like fillers and Botox one time. And the next day I bruised a lot yeah. because that alcohol does, does yeah. thin, right. Makes so here's a pro a tip yep. if you, ladies, gentlemen, don't. I do that when I'm doing Botox and they'd be like, did, did you have a drink last night? I know. And it's so judgy. Like the girl who did me was like, did you yeah. have alcohol last night? I'm like, are you paid no. to ask me that? Like, I feel really judged right now. And she's like, no, it's not that. It's just, this is why you're bruising so much. Yeah. So that's a pro tip anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so things can so, go awry, but right. not So yeah. Horribly. So I, I feel like botched really has like a more negative connotation to it. You know, if somebody has a complication, I wouldn't say that they were botched or you know, maybe it wasn't the outcome they expected. So I decided to make a definition for botched. And so my definition of botch was, it's an unexpected and very poor quality outcome of plastic surgery due to either bad planning and or bad surgical technique by the plastic surgeon. Because I think that you have to one, have a bad outcome, and two, there has to be a reason for it. You know, because sometimes people have complications and that 
to me, that's not necessarily botched. But I think that one of the things that I can help people out with is being a plastic surgeon, I can give people the secrets and the tips that can prevent them from having a botched experience. Well, I will tell you a really good girlfriend of mine, I'm going to not say her name because this <laughs> is, I'm embarrassed for her. So she was like, hey, I want to, I'm like kind of broke right now, but I still want to get my Botox. Oh, and no. that's my first rule of thumb. I don't care how, we will negate everything else in our lives before you do anything that cuts corners when it comes to your face or your body. That's just my I wholeheartedly personal, agree. that's just my thing, right? Absolutely. You can cut anywhere else. And so she's like, well, my foot doctor, <laughs> I know this is wait, wait, what? my foot doctor. Uh, got a license or whatever it is that you get, like a certification sure. to be able to, you know, uh, do, do injections. She's like, oh, he did my Botox for a lot cheaper. This girl went to a foot doctor to get her face worked on. That's a real thing. You would not go to a heart surgeon to have something done with your stomach. And I told her, I was like, are you nuts? So let me get this straight. So, you saved the hundred bucks. So I have to ask, how did it turn Terrible. out? Terrible. Half okay. her face. She looked like Two-Face from the Batman movie. She looked like she had a stroke? Yes. Yeah. She looked like Two-Face. Like, you know how Two-Face has the literal two faces? It looked like half of her face Ooh. was Bell's palsy. And it was terrible. Man. And so I was and like. You, there's nothing you can do about that. There's either. nothing. You you've got to write it, gotta write it yeah. out. And so then she didn't listen to me then. Same person went and did her lips. Doc. Wait, the foot doctor did her lips? The foot doctor did her lips. <sighs> Because homegirl was still starting to trying to I mean, save money. To be, to be honest, though, I kind of like am impressed that somewhere out there that there's a foot doctor. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to start injecting people's lips because feet is so much like that. Be, I, I, it's, <laughs> it's, guys, why? So then, of course, her lips got insane. Like, yep. insane. It looked like she fell face first into, like, a, a beehive. It was so bad. <laughs> it was mortifying. So then, and I don't know if y'all know, the you obviously do, but y'all watching, the process of having to take filler out of oh, your lips my, it's the worst. Don't do the it. Worst. It's, it's better just to let it let it wear off terrible like, but they I, were so good. bad really they oh. were so bad they were yeah. so bad she looked well, like a muppet it was so bad it's funny you mention that because that is going to be one of the things <sighs> i have but probably to me like one of the most important things that uh patients need to know if they're considering plastic surgery is avoiding medical tourism uh, i'll tell you i still take a call at a lot of hospitals for emergency and probably once a month I get a call for somebody that's having a pretty severe complication from having plastic surgery out in a, in a third world country. That is a thing. I mean, it's it's hard to me. Well, it's hard Kanye's to me to believe. mom died doing that, right? Oh, is she out of the country? I think it was out of the country. Oh, Don't quote I me, but I'm, I'm sure Kelly knows this. Kelly's wow. in pop culture. Kelly. Kanye's mom. Yes, you're absolutely right. Thank it was you. medical tourism. Wow. Yes, okay. she went out of the... And you're Kanye. You've got money, you got bro. So money? How do you not do it here? I know. So oh that's how gosh. she, like, no, if it, like, she so, passed away and that's sad, but, well, like, she passed away from her complications. Yeah, that's terrible. Well, I, you know, and I'm a plastic surgeon who is very kind of cognizant about the darker side of my specialty because there are things that are not great about it. And so, you know, I worry sometimes about people getting plastic surgery in the United States. Going to, like, a third world country, I mean, to me, is just, like, playing Russian roulette. Like, I just can't, I can't express to people, please don't do that. I no. see so many patients. Cut corners with up. your electric bill, so, not your face and your body. But kind of going back to what you were talking about would be the next thing is if you are going to have plastic surgery and i know that injectables is not surgery but if you're thinking about having plastic surgery one of the most important things you can do is to make sure that your surgeon is board certified by only the american board of plastic surgery and i'm we're going to do a show about this but there are fake boards out there that people get and they pass themselves off as plastic Shut up. you know it's I, I could go on for an hour about that but i don't want to ruin the surprise wait there's the next fake week. boards yes i'm not kidding i'm going to teach you all about it 
It's That's easier terrifying. for you guys to tune in. Okay. Yeah. So, and then I think that the next thing to do to avoid a botched experience is when you go do your consults, you need to ask the hard questions. I, I get a lot of people that come in and they're just almost kind of docile and, you know, they don't really ask a lot. And I, I feel like I could just walk in and say, okay, you're having a tummy tuck tomorrow. Let's go. And that's not the way I do things. I really feel that informing patients is like the most critical thing. Okay. So do you get, and, and I'm the same way, I'm an asker. It's just by nature. I love when people. Like, uh, yeah, because so I'm just annoying. Ask I ask questions. questions. Yeah. But then, do you, and I feel like people who are in that consultation chair are like, well, then is the expert going to feel like I'm discrediting he or her by. Like, I think that there are some doctors that probably would think like that, but that should be like a warning sign. Like, it's probably, aren't you more excited? Like, oh, this candidate's yes. asking questions. Dude, I love that because then that means they've at least put some research into it. And they're, in my opinion, they're more likely going to have an outcome that they expect and they're happy with. Right. You know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who don't do any research. They have plastic surgery and it goes fine. But They feel like, oh, he's the expert. What are, yeah. Like, I trust him, right? But no, I love when people ask questions. And in fact, like if somebody can ask a question, I'm like, wow, that's a great, I'll even say, like, that's a great question. You did yeah. your research. Oh, so you don't, okay, so, so you said that about me. So I feel like you say that to everybody. That wasn't. I did so I really, Yeah, you did. Oh my gosh. Well, see, that's great. <laughs> so some of the things that I think that you should ask if you're talking to the plastic surgeon is, what does the surgeon think that your expected outcome is, and does that outcome match what's in your head? Because one of the biggest ways that people are unhappy with plastic surgery is the surgeon's thing is going to be one thing, and the patient thinks it's another. So asking about those outcome is very important. Also, where's the surgery going to be performed? You know, that plays a lot yeah. into hospital or someone's garage right you know and and i i hate to say that if people do surgery in the office that it's a warning sign it can be because the going back to the fake plastic surgeons they can't get privileges can i share surgeries. a story please like these people okay locally here in dallas this is a couple of years ago and i read this story and it was so nuts and this woman was doing butt injections oh my god i know about that out yeah. of her garage yeah it's okay? not just here like it's but it's everywhere yeah. there's so much i know there's so much to unpack with that sentence I mean, but but injections in her garage and she was using like not like injectable saline like medical saline yeah. it was it, like, like basically from home depot. it was like cement <laughs> sticks from home depot or something just yeah. dumb like my first reaction is folks when you pull up and the address shows a garage yeah at that point like you still go through with it like how many like it's, Red it's, flags. It's funny you mentioned that. For the longest time, there was a sign somewhere here in Dallas, and my wife and I saw it when we were driving down the road. And it's, it basically was like on a bridge, and it had a sign that said plastic surgery, and it had an arrow, and it literally looked like it was pointing under the bridge. And I assume that there was probably an office under there, but I don't know. We always joke that like there was some know. like homeless person under there doing plastic surgery. Or just under something. The I mean, yeah. listen, I'm all about someone making a dollar, but don't be saying you're a surgeon when you're not. A couple other secrets when you're in the consult. I think it's very important to ask, is anyone else going to be doing the surgery? That's a, a very kind of unknown thing in plastic surgery is a lot of surgeons will hire people to either do part of the surgery or like the closures and they won't necessarily mention that now i'm a control freak like like what? when i'm oh big time like yeah. when i'm like in surgery like <laughs> I, I don't even let them cut my suture like people laugh because that's I'm, I'm known for doing that like usually like most surgeons if i you tie a knot you let the scrub cut cut the suture for you but like I just I'd like to do it myself because I want it to be perfect. If it's too long, no offense. I'd rather you be a control yeah. freak than go. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> it's good. Like just it's roll fine. With it. 
Yeah. Other things, asking the surgeon how many of those surgeries they've done. Plastic surgery is very broad. And so, you know, like for me, I focus in breast and body. And so when people come in and say, oh, yeah, I've done thousands of these. But if somebody comes in and was asking for rhinoplasty, which I just really, you know, won't even take consults for anymore, mm-hmm. I'd say, yeah, I've done like one or two. So really, you don't want me doing sure. that. But there are surgeons out there who maybe they're not busy and they would be willing to like give it a whirl. So I think asking the surgeon how many surgeons, how many of those particular surgeries they've done Okay, is so question for you, and maybe this Please. might be kind of going yeah, off off script here, but bringing that up. So when yeah. you're like, okay, so like when you go to like plastic surgery school or whatever, <laughs> call it, university, right? Not school. Fellowship. It's not some like school off Fellowship the highway. residency. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So are you taught a, are you specializing in necessarily, like, okay, for example, if you're like, okay, I'm just going to do breast or something else versus no. like how how is it that some plastic surgeons are like oh we yeah. only do rhinoplasty we sure. don't do that so so how are you taught everything yeah so basically to graduate from that program you do have to get a certain number of cases in like each category and so you have to get a summer, certain number of breast cases abdomen cases you know facial cases um, so some people go to programs where they're really heavy one thing or the other and they just feel more comfortable with that and they may go out and say, oh, well, I'm gonna be a facial specialist because at my program we did you know, 2,000 face cases and we did just the bare minimum of everything else. So that's one way. But the other way is people do what I did, which is after plastic surgery, they'll go and do a fellowship. So, so. is there like a procedure that you favor? Like what's like your favorite to do? I like the, the breast probably is my favorite. It's mm-hmm. very artistic. Yeah. So that's probably my favorite Thank stuff. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for fixing um, this. So uh, two, a couple other things, checking, checking their befores and afters is very important. You can usually find somebody that looks like yourself and then uh, see what the outcome would be. Also checking reviews is huge. I think Google reviews is probably one of the best ways to check and see, you know, how good a surgeon is. You know, be wary if they have like two reviews or if they have something that's really low. Yeah. Um, and then uh, lastly, I think not doing too many surgeries at once is a good way to avoid a botched experience. Your surgeon should stop you from doing that, but some surgeons want to, you know, get a lot of money. So like, yeah, we can do facelift, tummy tuck, breast, arm lift all at once, which is just a bad idea. So what's the longest, okay, I, I have to pause you here. So yeah, what's sure. the long, like what's the longest surgery day you've ever had? Like, where, I mean, do you, can, is it okay to do multiple procedures back to back? I limit stuff to two. Now, since I do everything myself, like if I do a full mommy makeover, you're talking like seven hours of surgery. Yeah. How do you, okay. But that's fine. Anesthesia safe. That's like fine. Really, it's more about doing multiple procedures, like not the time of anesthesia, but the number of procedures at once is a little bit more dangerous. So how do you prepare for that? I mean, I was trained to do that stuff. Yeah. That freaks me out. Like I would have major anxiety the night before of a surgery. Yeah. Like what if I, like, I'm not going to have a drink. Yeah. I'm not going to stay up too late. Like I'm just, what just if like I... your job, it becomes routine. Truly. I mean, you know, sometimes you do hard stuff in your practice, but, but anyway, those are some of the things that you can do to avoid a botched experience. Also, I do encourage people to get multiple consults. I, I like it when people do yeah. that. Yeah. So. Well, cause then they do their homework yeah. and then they know to go with the best. So, uh, speaking of botched experiences, I, I know that you do like celebrity plastic surgery stories, right? Yes. So, so Kelly and I, we are the pop culture like aficionados, and we are we love to camp out on pop culture sites and see like people's yeah. like, and not in like a mean way, but just like a why. See what's out there. But like y'all have so much money, like y'all can go to the best of the best, right? The celebrities, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and when we do that, do we want to bring up the? The specific one we found now? Yeah, let's, let's see. Okay. All I right. know that you guys so, have one you want to show. Okay, and I know this is going to kill you, Dr. Herman, because you're yeah. such a fan of hers, but Courtney Cox. Oh, I love Courtney Cox. Okay, this was her own oh, quote. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait, she no, stop. Said, Hold on. Okay. Can I interject one thing? Please. 
Courtney Cox or Jennifer Aniston? Oh, Jennifer Aniston. I'm sorry. What? I, I just lost my job as your co-host. Oh, I know my. By saying that. But Jennifer Aniston. Kelly, all okay, Kelly. Travis, weigh in. Courtney Jennifer Aniston. Thank you. What? I have to go with Jennifer as well. Thank oh you. God. We all got fired, y'all. It's been nice. Oh, my God. It's been God. great to I'm go. the only one that's a Courtney Cox fan. Well, oh she's pretty, but Jennifer's hotter. Well, you know that Jennifer Aniston was five years younger than Courtney Cox when they started Friends. Jennifer, or Jennifer Aniston was 25. Courtney Cox was 30. I, I love mean, that he knows everything. Let's, like, school you Dude, on Courtney like Cox. My, that's my thing. Like, Friends, that's my, like, generation. Friends, mind you. But, like, Jennifer Aniston, oh, yeah. for me, was, like, the all of it. I loved her comedic timing. I loved her, well, her hair. Um, I, I feel like people on. just, like, are infatuated with her. And I, I don't even understand. I mean, I know, she's a great actress. She's very right. pretty. But it's almost like everyone's like, oh, Jennifer Aniston is just like the greatest she's thing amazing. since amazing. I love her. She's I think good. We all, she's just not as good as Listen, we all felt that quote whenever, and what, Kelly, you can uh, correct me on this. What magazine interview was it when she said that Brad Pitt had a sensitivity chip missing? I mean, are we being graded on this? No, it was, a, she did a magazine interview where she was talking about the Brad Pitt divorce. Was it us? Was it no, it was like a GQ or like an Esquire yeah, situation. I missed that one. She talked, and I use this because I've used this quote on boyfriends that sucked, where I'm like, you are missing a sensitivity chip. And it was such a flex <laughs> using that sentence, and I used it from Jennifer Aniston. But she was like, Brad Pitt had a sensitivity chip missing, and it was like this thing that dawned on me. Like, like, oh my wow. gosh, all my boyfriends no, have the same problem. Yes, I'm like, not <laughs> only is your hair amazing and your body amazing and like everything on you amazing, but you're, but so you're smart. like so deep, right? right? So I stole that quote. Thank you, Jennifer. Yeah. Um, but no, it was like, I think it's just because we've seen, we've kind of grown with her post Brad Pitt journey and like, you know, yeah, in the I celebrity life, we feel like we kind of know you. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, about Courtney Cox. <laughs> anyway, Cox. back to Courtney Cox. See, she's like infatuated. She can't stop talking can't. about her. Okay, so Courtney right, Cox. So let's talk about her. Okay, so, so she even brought this up herself. Okay, so yeah. Courtney Cox. Um, was like, yeah, my face is starting to look a little weird with the fillers. So, and so if we can pop up the picture, okay, yeah. that's the after. We all know what the before. All okay, right. let's pop up the before. Okay, so my problem before with that and before after. is that before has to be 10 years earlier than that after. No, so that's, like, that's not. That's not. That's not 10 years. I promise you it's not. Five years? You're trying to, Doc, <laughs> take your rose-colored okay. glasses off. So, she's even said she's starting to look strange. Right. So let me tell you, I did some research on this because okay. when I heard the Courtney What Cox, a hard assignment to do research yeah, on Courtney Oh, Courtney Cox. Cox pictures? Yes, please. <laughs> uh, so basically, I did some research, and I found out what happened. So she went, as people do when they get a little bit older, she had some Botox done. She had a little bit of filler done, Okay. Like the results, and then one of her friends said, "Oh, you have to go to my doctor. He can do these other things that will make you look even better." And she's like, "Okay, sure. That sounds like a good idea." Went to another doctor. Well, that doctor's like, "Well, you need a little bit more filler." And apparently, this happened two or three times, like in a short time frame. And what ended up happening is she was what I like to call stacking filler, which I'm not a huge fan of. That so if if somebody comes in and they say I've got some filler in and it's been in you know X amount of months and I want to get more, I'm like, well, really, I think what you should probably do is let that wear off, and then start fresh. And so she stacked all this filler on top of itself and ended up maybe getting an overdone result. And you because know, you're just you're not letting stuff sit right or dissolve. Well, you're just... I think that's probably the best thing to do when you get the fill. Well, there's a couple of bad reasons to stack filler. One, it, it wears off in phases, which means that you kind of get this kind of step off like result of after effects. It's better to get it, have it, and then when it wears off, just start fresh. Um, but, but you know, like get some, 
like putting more on top of it right after right after you get it is just not a good thing in my opinion. I think that you can end up get, it can end up getting away from you, and especially if you go from surgeon to surgeon. I think if she'd have stayed with one doctor who said, "Well, you know, you're starting to get look a little bit overdone," because I mean, in my opinion. The best fillers, the best plastic surgery is the is the plastic surgery no one knows you've ever had. Thank you. Right. Thank and so when you. I when I look at her, I can see why she probably was unhappy with that. I mean, she obviously looks like she's had. She does not look yeah. like herself. So and, and let's look at it. That's back. true. I've been a patient. I'm, I have been a patient of yours, and I have come in, and you're like, "When's the last time I did filler yeah. on you?" See? And I'm like, well, yeah. See. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's been too soon. I don't want to. Yeah. Know, it's gonna fade. It's gonna fade, and then this is gonna. Be on top of it, so but you're have less of just kind of digging into what she had done just briefly, it looks like that she had cheek filler, and that's why she's got those just yeah, really, what really. What is that? Yeah. And so, I feel like so, so many women do this when they get older. So it is a good thing, and I do. I actually love that product, but I love it in in moderate amounts. And I think she got maybe just one extra syringe in the cheek than she needed. Okay, and it made I, her almost look just too artificial. Yes, yeah. and I feel like, and you know this because you know how skin ages and stuff like the older we get we lose like collagen and elasticity so our skin starts to get thinner and frail right, right. and so when these women get these chipmunk fillers yeah. up here and then it well, starts to then you look like a weirdo the reason that people do that is as we age into our 40s or 50s as she was the mid face starts to fall and that gives you those creases in your nasolabial folds well you can put filler here to fix them which i think she did but then she also went on top and put filler up here to plump up those cheeks now I think when that's done right, it can look amazing. I have patients out there running around who have it in that you would have no idea. You're just like, oh, they look good. And, and that, I think, is the secret to it, is you find a person who's going to treat you right, who's not going to let you go overboard. I mean, it's a hard thing to do because you basically have a customer saying, I want to pay you this money to do this you know, procedure. And you're like, no, I think it's probably not the right but your thing. Your name's also on I think that's oh, what that's true as well. mortifies yeah. me. It's yeah. like, you'll see, yeah. and I'm not going to, we'll name some as we go along every episode, but like some of these celebrities where I'm like, shame on you. How yeah. is a surgeon going? Yep. Proud of that work. Yeah. Please tell people that I did your stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, so one other thing that I do like to talk about, and I, I think that you are actually familiar with this product, is things that you can do at home to maybe help with your aesthetics. So are you familiar with this product? The J Don't even. Roller? This thing is such... I don't even know how to use this. Like, okay, so from what I've learned, listen, I and I'm a cynic. Look at this thing. I'm a cynic when it comes to these things. Okay, so from what I've learned or read that... It depends yeah. on the kind of like the kind of stone. So some are rose and some are like emerald, whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? And you're supposed to essentially dip your favorite moisturizer, whatever mm -hmm. you use, serum, whatever, and just roll it on your face. And it's supposed to make you look 30 years younger and it's supposed to be great for you. So, I feel like this is just a crock of you know what. As a doctor, when people tell me about these things they do at home, the first thing I'm going to ask you is show me the science. Because I want to know what does the research say about this product. Yeah, that's and, all over Instagram and TikTok. Yeah. So I actually did the research okay. on this. I wasn't familiar with this product. Okay. Although my wife tells me she uses one. This I is like, Kelly's. Oh, I uh, shame on you for having one of these. So uh, basically, I pulled up some research on this. And there is some truth to it. So the first study that I looked at was basically a study specifically about that roller. And basically, this study used the roller and uh, measured the blood flow to the skin and also the reaction of the blood vessels to heat. And it did show that using the roller did have a positive effect, which 
which is good. It means that it actually does have some validity to the increase of circulation. However, being the cynic that I am, the one thing I will say about that study is it had very, very few patients in it. It wasn't a great study, and we, we as doctors grade studies by number of patients that are in it, if they're blinded studies, so on and so forth. So it was a pretty weak study, but it did show some positive effects. Okay, but then let me interject here. Okay. It's positive effects for like 10 seconds. Right, so it's that not, is true. Right, yeah, so true. it's like, oh yeah. yeah, my skin looks great for five minutes. The other thing that the these companies claim is that it decreases edema and inflammation. So I pulled the study about that. What's odd is the study that they quote for the decrease in edema and inflammation is actually a study about breast cancer patients. It's looking at lymphatic massage in people who've had surgery for breast cancer. I just did that. I had a lymphatic massage. You did? I did. So, Using this roller actually does have some of that effect. So when they claim that it decreases edema, that is actually true if it's used properly. And when you decrease edema, it does also decrease inflammation. Lastly, there's some studies that talk about it improving the skin, both in the amount of protein, collagen, and the decrease in wrinkles. That study was pretty thin. It basically was talking about a massager. And when I say massager, like a type of electric massager, not this. And there was some cadaver and also live studies that showed that it helped. But the problem I have with that study is it's not the same instrument. They're, they're basically using something similar, but not the actual roller and saying, well, if this machine does it, then probably this does it as well. Because people will say this will bring yep. up cellulite. And I'm like, no, uh, that's stretching. But the Stop one it. thing, and I think that probably the best thing about these rollers is there is a study that shows that using this roller does decrease anxiety in patients. And I believe that because the one thing that when I asked my wife about it, like, what do you get out of this? She's like, it makes me feel good. Really? And you know what? Yeah. Like, that's Wait, like hold on. Massage. Kelly, as my anxiety sister, I have anxiety just like you do. Does this reduce anxiety? Um, not for me. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> well, there actually is a study that shows that it decreases anxiety in some people. Now, maybe if you're like really, really anxious. I'm just, not I'm not enough. sold on it, doc. Yeah. I feel like it's a fad. I feel like like but everything do you use else. It? No, I refuse oh, you to. Don't. I thought you used no. it. No, Kelly does. Oh, this oh, is Kelly Kelly's. I'm it. indicting her. This is Kelly's. Oh, Shame on her. No, because I'll see this stuff. Look, we're all on Instagram and TikTok, yeah. and it's and I'm obsessed with you know beauty fads and whatnot. Yeah. Some I'll be like, yeah, like the lymphatic one. I right. actually found on Instagram. I was like, mm. let's use it. My boyfriend Joey and I went and got it. It was awesome. Mm. But that I'm I'm not because yeah. it promises all these things. Like oh, it does you, promise a lot. You'll and have no cellulite, and you'll be rich. Like I stop it. The studies are pretty weak, but I do think that the biggest thing about it is it does make people feel better. So anyway, I, I think if you want to use it, use it, but I don't, I think you should not expect that it's going to, you know, make you look like it's not going to, what no. I love, I, and I'm sure you love this too, where they're like, Oh, forget Botox. Here's an alternative. Yeah, right. Nothing's yeah. an alternative to Botox folks. Yeah, it's Botox should be in the water. We'll talk about that. Yes. At some point. So, um, as part of our show, we do want to field any questions that we may have. And I think Kelly and, and Travis were potentially fielding some questions. Did, did we get any questions for the, for this show? We actually do. What? She said, actually. <laughs> I figured at some point, you know, after we've done some shows, we probably won't, would never be able to answer them all. But I was, I was wondering if we would get any. Okay, so Jennifer and Fresco wants to know, uh, do you think celebrities are more or less likely to get bad plastic surgery versus the average person? more or less to get bad plastic surgery. You know, what I would say about that is I do think that as celebrities, they're under the microscope all the time. I think there's a lot of people out there that get results that, you know, may not be awesome. And this goes back to like, you know, me kind of realizing that there's not always the greatest plastic surgery out there. I think with celebrities, if they get it, everyone sees it. So 
I'm not sure if they get it more often than the average person, but I do feel like if they do get it, you see it. Of course, the other thing I'd say about celebrities is given that they have to have this image, they, they may go overboard, you know? Uh, I, would, I can imagine a celebrity coming into me and I'm like, look, you probably really don't wanna have this procedure because maybe the outcome's not gonna be that great. And they're like, no, I really need this to get, you know, my next gig or whatever, so. But I feel like everybody's, like all these girls over the last like five, 10 years, everyone's starting to look like an alien. Like all these girls have the same yeah. look, the same like, it's like the Kardashian effect. Everybody's yeah. starting to look like them. I, what is up with that? I just think that, you know, it's, it's them wanting to go overboard and them having surgeons that will allow them to go overboard. Like for me, I like, I just can't have, I don't want people to be out there looking, you know, like an alien and say, oh yeah, Dr. Herman's my doctor. Right. So, okay. So can I ask you this? Like, yeah, so sure. if a candidate comes to you and I'm sure this is probably a red flag, if they're like, Hey doc, I make me look like X, Y, Z, Cindy Crawford versus make me look like the best version of myself. Yeah. I mean, that can be hard when people get that specific and they're like, I want to have this, you know, one exact result. It does raise a little bit of alarm bell and I'll start to feel them out because fortunately, you know, where I'm at in my career, I'm really busy and I'm not afraid to tell people that maybe I'm not the right. Cause like maybe you them. need to go talk to a therapist before you come to me. Seriously. Cause it's not mentally <laughs> healthy to Dr. right? to be like, yeah. it's not mentally yeah. healthy to want to yeah. look like someone else, sure. but just look like the best version right. of you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a little bit of an alarm bell. So, but that's a great question. I think that, uh, uh, I'm going to do some research on that. Maybe I'll come back to that yeah. and see, do they actually get more bad plastic surgery? We have one more. Okay, one more. Cool. Okay. Actually, this is exciting. This is out of New York. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. New York City? Yeah, Stacy wants oh. to know. Stacy in New York. Hi, Stacy. Hi, Stacy. Does Dr. Herman think he has ever botched a patient? Oh, the botched? <laughs> oh, well. I think you would know, though, right? So, I mean, I think by the definition that I think of a botch where you have this really bad outcome due to like bad planning or bad technique, I mean, I would say no. Um, the one thing I would say is that like any surgeon who does a lot of surgeons, I've had people that have complications. And I think what makes a surgeon good is not that they don't have complications because that just doesn't exist. It's what do they do when a patient has a complication? The response. The response. Like, how are you going to solve this problem? Mm. Are you going to abandon the patient or blame it on the patient well, or whatever? Well, go to Walgreens, figure yeah, it out. Good luck. <laughs> um, so, I mean, in the classic sense of like, you know, Bosch as I see it, no. I mean, I, you know, to me, my work is art and, you know, I, I, I love my art and, uh, you know, I, I go the extra mile for them and, you know, plan things out to make sure that they don't get that experience. I've had complications. Sure, it happens to any good surgeon, but to say sure. botched, no. I, I think bo doesn't botch just generally mean like they messed it up and they're like, don't care. My sh we shut the shop on the. Well, that's on what the... I'm saying. Like, there's no like true definition of botch. That's why I made the definition. Botch. That's going right. to be the definition of botch from now on. It's yeah, gonna, it's going to be on the internet so, forever. Well, Webster. I love you both tremendously, and I think you're both wonderful. But we've got to wrap it up. And Already. We have a lot more questions, but we can go live after the show on at Nip Talk Show on okay. Facebook. Kelly's such a party pooper. I mean, yeah. somebody has to be. <laughs> Trovis, are we really out of time, Trovis? I need to get a second We're opinion. We're overtime. We're overtime? Yeah. We paid Trovis to say that. Well, for, for all you people who tuned in both live and on the recording, thank you so much again. Yes, we thank really you. appreciate it. Uh, we have more shows coming up. Uh, we'll be live again next week. Yep. And if you guys want to submit questions to any of our social media, maybe we'll talk about those topics next time. Yeah. Thanks right. for joining us. Thanks we'll so see you all next time. Take care. Next Friday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's right. Join Nip Talk with Dr. Herman and Jasmine Savory. Thank you. All right. Have a good one.